the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for listening in today. The Word of God is clear. Before anything or anyone existed, God created heaven and earth. He prepared a magnificent place for all living things. And because he foreknew what was to come because of sin, he created a grandeur of heaven, a place that we, as his children, cannot imagine, yet long to be. You'll want to take notes, so have your Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander tells us about the indescribable place called heaven, a place reserved for the children of God. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You are blessed when you seek God first and, and acknowledge him and all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Number three, who is going to heaven? Those who obey and keep the commandments of God. Those are the ones who are going to heaven. Those who obey and keep the commandments of God. I, I preach so hard and I'm so serious about this business. Because I don't want you to be under my pastorage and, and you end up in hell. I want to see everybody who had the Maranatha experience go to heaven. Those who obey and keep the commandments of God. Revelation 22, 14, right there in Revelation, it says, blessed are those who do his commandments. When you obey God and you do what he says and abstain from what he says, abstain from He says, you are blessed. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life. Underline this and may enter through the gates into the city. If you don't keep the commandments, you will not enter through the gates of the celestial city called heaven. Keep the commandments. Thou shall not steal. Thou shall not kill. Don't be playing around. Don't be committing adultery and all these things. Uh, love your neighbor or whatever God says you do. Fourthly, who's going to heaven? Those who keep their eyes fixed on Jesus and believe his promises will endure and not lose heart. Those who keep their eyes, what? Fixed on Jesus and believe in his promises will endure and not lose heart. Hebrews 12, two and three says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3, for consider him, consider who? Jesus, who endured such hostility. Have you ever had hostility to come against you? Have you had people to rant and rage against you? Have you had people to do you wrong and treat you unjustly? You know how you can handle it better is to look at the Lord Jesus Christ who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. Lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. And stop saying, I don't deserve this. God, I've read my Bible. I've 
pray, I sing, I bring my children to church and Sunday school. Why is this happening to me? I don't deserve this. Hush up saying you don't deserve this because the truth be told, what you really deserve is hell. What you really deserve is spiritual death and condemnation. You are saved by the grace of God, by the mercy of God. Amen. Say amen. That's what we all deserve. Thank God he didn't give you what you deserve. That's mercy. That's mercy. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And when you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, whatever comes your way, it doesn't matter how painful it is, how harmful it is, whatever the, the, the wrongs done against you, when you keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, your wrongs, uh, the wrongs against you, the injustices, the pain, the hurt, the trauma will begin to wane because your eyes are fixed on Jesus. You will not become disillusioned and discouraged because your eyes are fixed upon the Lord Jesus Christ who will see you through. Number five, who's going to heaven? Those who refuse to settle for cheap worldly substitutes. Those are the ones who are going to heaven. Those who refuse to settle for cheap worldly substitutes. We must not get so comfortable uh, loving the passing pleasures of this world. So comfortable loving technology iPhone 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, uh, 20 inch uh, screen, 40 inch screen, 100 inch screen, 150. You, some folk, some of y'all got screens bigger than your room. <laughs> Surround sounds and upgraded this and upgraded that and upgraded. Uh, you're just going crazy and then coming to the Lord's church and give him chump change and won't even tithe. You see, we must not get so comfortable loving the passing pleasures of this world. Football is in. I love football. There was a time when I was a teenager in, in early 20s. On New Year's Day, I watched the first game, bowl gang, bowl bang, go get me some black, black eyed peas and some chitlins and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? I don't want to talk about too much of that stuff. Y'all get hungry in here. You know, y'all know that kind of stuff you, you eat. And then I just go and, and then sometimes I, I, watch, I watch it while I eat those chitlins and stuff. And I Eat the turkey and all that stuff. That were the days of fried turkey. You had baked turkey back then. And, uh, and watch the game after game after game. Now, God has so dealt with me till if I see a game, it's fine. If I don't make a game, it's still fine. I had some friends who came and stayed with us for a few days uh, this week, and they were leaving here going up to Dallas to see the Dallas Cowboy game. I think they told me they had to pay $60 just to park. And the ticket was only $35. I said, man, you could have stayed on in my house and enjoyed me. <laughs> but, 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 you know, that stuff doesn't mean a thing. The passing, passing pleasures of this world. It's okay to enjoy it. It's not a sin to go see it. I like things like that as well. I love basketball. I like playing cards. I like, I like all those things. And I'm not a legalistic. He can't play cards and don't touch this. And you can't, 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 can't. I'm saved by the grace of God. As long as I don't allow those pleasures and those things to possess me. I'm in charge through the power of the Holy Spirit. Keep those things in their rightful place. Huh? But rather hold on to those things which has lasting eternal value. Matthew 6, 19 through 21 says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth 
where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart be also. Where is your heart? Is it on things above or is it on this mundane stuff that's passing away? Cars and jewelry and Mary Kay and Avon and golf clubs and clothes and styles and fashion. You know, you, you got seasonal clothes. You know, in the fall, you wear your fall attire and you put up your white. But it, let me tell you, if you decide to wear white in October, wear it. It's called clothes. It's called clothes. As long as you're not naked, who cares about the season? You rush down there because this is out of season, this in season. You, but you just let the world just dictate. You can wear whatever you want to wear as long as it's decent and not too short, not too tight. Don't y'all say amen. Don't come in here revealing. You come in here in the presence of God. In the house of God of Maranatha, you can wear a suit and tie if you want to. If you don't want to wear a suit and tie, you don't have to do that. You can wear just regular pants and a shirt and just some shoes and uh, some tennis, and you're still okay here. Nobody's going to judge you because we look at the heart. Just be decent and have some self-respect about yourself. Why don't y'all say amen? We're having a picnic this evening. Don't come up here looking too short, you know. That's right. Don't, I mean, we, we men have to eat hot dogs in a right way. So, so, so don't make it hard on us. You know, dress appropriately casual. And don't come to the Lord's house with an agenda. That's right. Have some decency about yourself. Some respect. If you don't respect God's house, you're not going to respect anything else. First John 2, 17 says, and the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. You see, my friends, what? What makes heaven so fulfilling is that never again will anyone desire worldly pleasures and earthly possessions because they all will have passed away and we will be totally satisfied living in the presence and glory of God. It is impossible to imagine life on earth without problems. In fact, life on earth compels us to prepare for them because we know they will come. God's word tells us so. However, if we endure to the end of our lives on earth through the application of and obedience to his word, we will be free of the trials and tribulations of this life and rewarded with eternal life with our Lord and Savior. The former things shall be no more, nor will we remember them. Listen as God uses Pastor Rander to share this inexplicable truth. You know, when you get to heaven, there will be no longing for the mundane things. All this stuff, the former things are passed away because you are in the presence of God, the glory of God. And as you gaze upon his glory, this stuff down here doesn't mean a thing. Being in heaven trumps and transcends all my friends. Uh, verse 3a says, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and and they shall be his people. Being with the Lord will be the sweetest thing 
you will have ever known. You're not all bent out of shape because you can't get a certain diamond, a certain kind of car, live in a certain kind of place. Hey, man, there's, there's mansions, there's many dwelling places, many rooms. God's got it all fixed up there. And don't worry about it. if you don't ever get gold, you're going to walk on streets of gold. <laughs> You know, so don't worry about this little pianoing stuff. I mean, listen, we're king's kids. That's right. And, and, and we will inherit our father's possessions. We will be with him and all the uh, 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 all the affections of this world. All that stuff is gone. That's why you need to go on and let it go now and keep the main thing, the main thing. Number six, who's going to heaven? Only those who live holy before a holy God will inherit the kingdom of God. Only those who live holy before a holy God will inherit the kingdom of God. Psalms 24, the 24th number of Psalms, verses 3 through 5. It says, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? Here's, Here's the criteria. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul toward an idol, idolatry there, my friends, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive, or she, he or she shall receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Let me say something about this passage. It is critical that we all confess our sins daily. It is critical that we all confess our sins daily and ask our Lord to cleanse us with his precious blood from sinful thoughts, sinful words, and sinful deeds. All of us have felt something wrong, said something wrong, and have done something wrong. Now, how many of y'all, how many of y'all fall in that category? All your hands should go up. And you're wrong now if you don't raise your hand because you're lying. That's wrong. All of us. All of us. If you want, if heaven are for those who live holy lives, pure lives, undefiled lives to the glory of God, pleading the blood of Jesus over our sinful thoughts, our words. It is so easy to talk badly. It is so easy to think wrong thoughts. It is so easy to carry out and perpetrate certain fiendish diabolical acts. Who's going to heaven? Number seven, those who know what to run from. Man, some folk wish they had run a long time ago. They wouldn't be dead so soon. Some folk wish they had run a whole lot a long time ago. They wouldn't have got tied in to the wrong woman or the wrong man. That's some folk you ought to run from even in church. Some folk, you can, you can have a good mind and be on the right track. And somebody you think will love can put something in your ear and you'll be all screwed up and off-centered and not Christ-centered from somebody that you have respect for. You let them take your mind way out there in la-la land. And once you get out there by yourself, you say, how did I get out there? My friends, those who know what to run from will inherit the kingdom of God. You say, what should we be, run- what should we be running from? I'm so glad you asked. Put your running shoes on. Let me tell you what to run from. Flee. Flee means run. Flee sexual immorality. Any form of sexual immorality. That's right. Run. That's that's homosexuality. That's bisexuality. That's bestiality. 
that's premarital sex, that's, uh, uh, that's adultery and everything else I can't call. That's pornography. That's right. Flee those things because they war against the soul. You ought not be looking at it on, on, the, on the internet or on the cell phone or in some book. You ought not be looking at those dirty little pictures that's stuck between the mattress somewhere, buying explicit materials. Run lest you be entangled. Run from the love of money. The love of money is the root of all evil. With the love of money, you, you'll sell yourself. The, the love of money will cause you to hurt somebody, rob somebody. The love of money will cause you not to give the first portion to God. Covet, run from covetousness. Can't be content with what God has given you. You got more than you've ever had and mad because you don't have more. And, and beside all that, if God doesn't give you another thing, he's already given you more than you deserve. Covetousness, that's just downright greediness. You know, you're not satisfied with your car, your computer. You're not satisfied with your dress. You're not satisfied. Some of y'all covet a different look. You want spots out your face. Well, sometimes they ought to get out. That's okay. But some of y'all, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Want smaller lips, smaller backside, smaller breasts, bigger breasts, you know, shades, colors, and all these things, anti-aging creams, and you and up. You still look bad. <laughs> still look bad. Still look bad. That's right, you still look bad. That's right, be real. Be real. Man, you better marry because you love her. And you better, and ladies, you better, if you, you better marry him because you love him because he's gonna get a pot belly. You can, you, you, you have babies. It's hard to get back down to that side. That's right, you're wrinkled. And I'm glad my wife loved me. Before I got 61. That's right. She, I, she loved me when I had hair. When I didn't have hair, she loved me. That's right. This, these things come and go. That's right. But, but beauty is from the heart. It's, it's what's inside. The beauty is on the inside. You got somebody looking ever so elegant outside, and all you got is an elegant devil. An elegant devil. You know, because they do their hair. And sometimes, you know, you... You marry some of these folks, you think you got yourself, but boy, when they get taken off this and taken off that and slipping off this, and when you go home, when the honeymoon night comes, you say, what do I have left? You know, <laughs> you, you marry because you love them. You love them. <laughs> you love them. Flee sexual immorality, the love of money, covetousness. Flee evil thinking. Folk think so bad, think so low. Some of the worst thinking folk are in the church. Think low, low down. I had Deacon tell me some years ago, uh, uh, your standards are too high. I said, what? What you say? And then I, I composed a quote. You know, when you should come with stuff like that, I make you think about what you just asked. Don't come with me. Don't come to me with no foolishness. And so I asked him a question. I said, how can folk be transformed with low standards. <laughs> you know, there was a time I used to really cut loose and preach and hoop and do all that stuff. I just by turn flip and God brought me to my senses. <laughs> yeah. 
Then when I started taking the text and started preaching and preaching expository preaching, you take the text, you read the text, you interpret the text, you stand tall and flat footed and apply the text. It's then somebody in the congregation. This is another congregation, not this one. Y'all think it's not Maranatha. They said, you stop preaching. How come you don't preach like you used to preach? I said, now there's another question. I looked at them. I said, define preaching. They could not do it. And I say, since you can't define it, I think I keep doing it the way the Lord give it to me. You don't have to give long answers to people. Keep it short. Listen, when you're talking to the devil, don't dialogue with him. Cut him out of here. Don't have long dialogues with the devil. Jesus said, render unto Caesar the things of the season. God, things of God. I mean, God, God gave short answers. Y'all talk too long to folk that's about foolishness. Yeah, I'm trying to get easy. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my time with these words because y'all need to get the point. Evil thinking. So you got some people in the church who do the most evil things against anybody. Ill motives, bad motives, bad heart, rebellion. I'm not going to do it and you can't make me. Why we got to do this this way? Why? Why? Because God says so. Ingratitude, ungrateful. And that's why you can talk and slip into a bad mindset because you're ungrateful. Hate. Some folk hate, hate people. You hate the stuff that's happened to you. You can't change the past, but, but you can trust God to move you on into the future. Racial prejudice. I love the fact that we have interracial marriages. I love the fact, you know, leave folk alone. Get out of their cup of tea. You know, that's their business if they want to be interracially uh, diverse. Some of y'all black and can't get along. That's right. I see black folk killing each other. You know, same race. So, uh, man, you don't, don't, don't be worried about, oh, oh, I want my child to date somebody of another color. I'm going to be hysterical. These days, you better hope that they are male and female. Won't y'all say amen? You know, and Christians and have values. Listen, heaven's integrated. Every tongue, every tribe. You got a problem with me being black? Don't you want, you don't want to go to heaven. That's right. You gonna have, I'm going to be a glorified black man up there. <laughs> That's right. And by the way, if you're on your way to hell, you're going to have some devils who are all colors down there. Heaven's, heaven and hell are both interracial. That's right. So get over yourself. We all got the same heartbeat. I tell you what, if you were dying and you needed a heart transplant and you, and you were black and a white person had the right heart, the right fix, you wouldn't be asking, is that a, from a white man or a black man? You just say, give me the heart. That's right. Give me the heart. No, no issue. As long as it pumps. <laughs> You're not going to ask where that come from a black man or a white man. You thank God you got a donor. Won't y'all say amen? I'm trying to preach racism out of somebody that's got racial hang up. Some, some folk under my voice, you quiet racist. You, you sneaky with it. It's under there. It's down in there because of stuff happened way back yonder. Thank God for progress. And stop being so ridiculous talking about 
the white man held me down or this man. Nobody held you down. Only person stopped you is you. Oh, God, help me through this message. I'm trying to get racial prejudice, slander, crucifying a person's name, messing up their name, gossip, whispering, half-truths, innuendos, hearsay, and you run off with it, having substantiated a dime of it and passing it on as if it's true. Grumbling. Realize Miriam became leprous because she grumbled against the leadership who happened to be her brother. God didn't care about how you, you her sister, I'm going to let you get by. That was still, he was the authority over Israel and she was out of line even though she was the sister. And, and, and what he did, he, he leprosy fell on him, fell, fell on her and Aaron got nervous. Because, because if he had caught leprosy, he'd have been unqualified, he'd have been unqualified, uh, to be a priest, a high priest. And the whole camp had to stop because Miriam was outside the camp. Nobody could move. She's outside the camp, grumbling, grumbling against her brother. Now, if you grumble against your brother, you grumble against anybody. She stayed outside that camp until God got through with her. When her leprosy cleared up, she came back on in. I'm going to tell y'all something. Grumbling is a dangerous deadly sin that will cause you to go to God's divine woodshed because you know better and when you grumble, you break the heart of God and you ripen yourself for the judgment of Almighty God. That's right. Don't let grumbling come out your mouth. Let blessings come out of your mouth. Sowing discord. Run from it. God is real. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior, the indwelling Holy Spirit becomes alive in us. And as indescribably good as that is, the best is yet to come. In heaven, God himself will live among his children. No more problems, no more pain, no more preparing for the worst, because the worst will no longer exist, nor will we remember that it ever did. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.